Hey, don't wake me up if I'm dreaming, but this is J. Anthony Frankie, and you're listening to On the Fly with Stevie and Warden. Cheers. You are listening to On the Fly. What's up, guys? It is time for On the Fly again this week. And coming at you, you know, live. Coming at you live. You had to throw that in. That yes, was, I did. That was a good one there. And uh, tonight, you can notice we are joined by somebody new, and it made it. It made this place a lot prettier for sure. God knows it made this place a lot prettier. Uh, <laughs> With us tonight for this special episode, making her podcast debut, is my daughter, Mallory Fly. How you doing, Mallory? I'm pretty darn good, I guess. Pretty darn good. I can look right pretty over my shoulder. Good. It's like you're right over my shoulder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Right my shoulder, too. Tonight, our main event tonight is top 10 whatever you want to call it, the chicks. Yes, Warden, I got it right. The chicks. I still call them Dixie chicks. I I, I mean, yeah. it's like the Redskins. I mean, they're not the commanders of the Redskins. Nah, don't compare the Dixie to the Redskins. <laughs> God, don't even bring up Washington. Or as Tom Landry would call them, Washington. Don't Washington. bring up that. Nah. I got you. I it's got bad you. enough to talk about the Eagles. I don't want to hear about Washington. Well, you're. I know you're pretty happy this week. Your Cowboys get a win. Now we're lucky. Yeah, well, I mean, they weren't supposed to win no, that it, game. It, yeah, it, it just shows you how bad the Bengals are. And I kept saying Bengals. But it oh. shows you how – I mean, they got lucky. And I keep hearing Jerry, oh, Dak's coming back. I'll go, is that a good thing? So you know, I, I, did, I, I did read man. tonight that Jerry was talking about pondering a situation. Let me see. Jerry ponders quarterback controversy. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones raises the notion of Cooper Rush playing well enough to prevent Dak Prescott from regaining the starting job. So well, in other he may words, play, Tony Romo I'm, again. I, I don't know, man. It, Dallas is such a joke. Do you even <laughs> and Dak Prescott's making how much, and Cooper Rush is probably making the minimum. And you want to, and you want that's just typical Jerry. It's always got to be a circus. I mean, I love my Cowboys. So the day I die, I drink the Kool Aid. I'm in the cult, whatever yeah, you want to call you it. Are. I know you are. I'm a fan because that's the team that the, my first favorite team. Even though watching your dang Steelers kick my butt. You know, no Super Bowls. But now Dallas Dallas is just a joke. It's just Jerry's like a carnival barker. He he's kind of like a lot of politicians. They're not in the limelight. Right. But they 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 want to they keep it on them and they keep they keep in the news. That's that's what Jerry's doing. He knows his team is horrible. He messed him and Steven messed up by getting rid of a lot of the keys. They're not gonna they probably won't win the next I don't know if they win another game. I mean it'd be great if it beat the Giants, but the Eagles look good. I'm telling everybody, well, they're in the NFL at least, so yeah. so don't get too excited. Dallas looked good a lot of years too, and they, woo. but yep. I don't know. So now that we're past the Dallas Cowboy part of our episode, talk a little <laughs> bit about your adventure last week. You know, we had our top ten Tesla songs last week. Warden got to go see them last week, and it was yes. kind of up in the air until what yes, time did we find? Did you actually find out right. they? They canceled a show in Lubbock, which is about, you know, Texas is so big that, you know, you can get probably get to Louisiana before you can Lubbock because Lubbock's up in the the up 
way up there. It's like about nine hours away. And, um, I mean, I could be exaggerating, but I guess he had a, you, you're the one that texted me that about, yeah, him, yeah. Um, I hadn't heard nothing. And then, and I see Frank Cannon on there, you know, on Facebook and then took that. I mean, I tell like 11 or 12, between 11 and 12, they, on that, the day yeah, of the I, show. I know you and people were, me. people were always asking like, what's going on. And of course you got those people that, you know, don't know nothing. Oh, it's canceled. You know, you know, and I mean, and then they said, I got the thing at about 11 o'clock. The show's on. The show must go on, as Queen would say. Yep. But um, the place is a, it's a, it's a small theater. I think I sent you some pictures of it. I put it on Facebook. Yeah, you did. It used to be a movie theater. And according to my boss, I think they was even like an X-rated movie theater back in the 70s. Because, wow. you know, how things were back then. And um, it's a cool little place. I saw Sammy Hagar there. I saw Sammy Hagar there back in uh, December. But the night we went there, uh, George Lopez was playing across the street. George they had a UTSA game, so downtown was crowded, and it sucked. So hmm. this week, last week, uh, there was nothing going on downtown. Hardly anybody down there, and got in, and it was great. The um, much older crowd. I mean, crowd was kind of older than me. And yeah, the, I kind of figured it was going to be. I mean, they. I mean, they were older than me, and I'm fifty, so it's like. But I noticed that one of them were like a lot of them were out of shape. But man, they had their beer going up those <laughs> stairs, and I didn't drink because I don't I don't really dr- I don't really drink anymore. But it's like, and, and a lot of them were dressed like it was still the '80s. You always see that in a lot of concerts. But a couple bands that came on. Um, one, the first opening band was from Texas. They were pretty good. They uh, I don't remember the name. I'm I'm bad with names. <laughs> they were so, good. I don't remember the name. Uh, the next band, I don't know. He kind of looked like I, I sent you that picture. He kind of looked like Buff Bagwell. Remember how Buff Bagwell used to wear that? Yeah. Top hat yeah. WCW. That's yeah. all I could think of. That's Buff Bagwell. They were okay. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't, um, it wasn't like when I saw Whitford St. Holmes with open up for White Snake. You knew who that is, right? Oh, yeah. That's with, I mean, that was yeah. memorable. That, that was an opening band. But this one, Tesla came out to uh, Modern Day Cowboy. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it's still, I mean, I mean, it, only thing it was kind of missing for that song was the pyro. Cause I saw them in 92, uh-huh. 93 with firehouse. Uh, they were playing much bigger arenas. And I think that was before, I think that was a between five man acoustical or electrical jam and, um, Edison or psychotic supper, but great set list, um, kind of different from what was on there, but they, they played the hits. They played, um, they played love love song. song, They played love song. They played. They didn't play paradise, which is my favorite. That was a letdown. They played Edison's medicine, and they had, and you know, half the people there probably like, who's this Tesla guy? Because he was never taught in school. But they played. uh, I wish they would have played Lady Luck. They didn't play Lady Luck. They played hanging. They played hang tough. I mean, just great. If you if you're a Tesla fan. There wasn't too much you didn't know. I think they played a couple new songs that people weren't too excited about, but it was sold out. It's not a very big theater, but man, it it was it was great. And like I said, I don't usually buy T-shirts, but this is like one of my favorite bands. And we were leaving, and it's downtown. Downtown, and uh, there was this big old, I say kid. He was probably I mean a little bit older than Mallory. He uh, well man, he had to be like Andre the Giant size. This is a big dude. And he was in the door looking outside, and one of the other ones go, "Hey, get out of the way!" 
and he got back and I go, I wasn't going to tell you to move. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I ain't going to mess with you, dude. There were like, there were like seven SAPD guys outside. Uh, they had a, they had the bike patrol downtown and stuff. And we're walking okay. out and man, this guy's on the ground, beat up, hands against, he's handcuffed down on the ground. Police brutality. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, he's older than me. I'm like, dude, it's time to grow up and quit fighting. Yeah. And Some it's like, would never and, grow and, up. Warden. And the only thing I could say is poor guys on the ground. Probably did. He looked like he got the worst of it. I go, man, I guess love ain't on the way for you, brother. You're going to be exactly. in jail tonight, but great show. Um, I think their show's ending. Um, that they're, they only got a few shows. I think they got some kind of festival coming up, but, um, I hope they tour again soon. I'll go see them again. I, I was thinking that all my concerts are done, but after seeing like this and Sammy, I think I'll probably stick to the like the smaller, you know. Yeah, I would. That's probably. I, what I, like. I mean, like I said, if Kiss does a close show, I'll probably go see it. You know, I don't know if they will or not. But yeah, these are these are fun, and and these aren't necessarily new artists, but these are still artists I like to support. You know. Oh yeah. They don't have the. Of course. They don't have the budget Kiss does. They don't have the you know, Aerosmith, but I mean, God, Tesla. I mean. And you talk about the bands our age, they're all dead, all the grunge bands. But, I mean, Tessa, they're, God, they're guys in their 60s. I didn't, like, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, they were, it was like, wow, they're 10 years. I guess they're just kind of the same age break. But, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's my little review. It was great. Like right. I said, not too many songs you didn't know. People pretty much knew it. People were going crazy, man. I, I was hoping at the end of, um, uh, Heaven's Trail, he would have said, you know, on a slick trip, I'm always ready to smoke grass. But he doesn't say that anymore. I guess I guess Jeff, Jeff Gefke doesn't maybe do it anymore. But he sounded, I mean, he, he's never been what you call it. I mean, he's not David Coverdale in his prime. No. But he fits the band. So yeah. he's like Mick, I mean, that's, he's that's like Mick Jagger. Sound, he's like Mick sound. Jagger in the Stones. He fits the band. So. Yeah, that's their sound. He, I mean, I couldn't see anybody else singing for them. Let's ask Mallory this question. We talked about this last week. You have any idea who Nikola Tesla is? I have no clue. He the only thing you know car. about Tesla the car. is the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. So that is that is, and I work in, and yep. I, I, I don't know. I think that's very bad. I used to drive my teachers crazy when I was younger than her, Mallory. Hey, you knew Nikolai Tesla? Because I knew about the band had told me about it. Well, no, Marconi. No, no, no. It was Nikolai Tesla. Edison screwed him. And that was, of course, yeah, I don't know it all. Yeah. We were talking last week about the only reason people really knew who Nikolai Tesla was because of the band. And unless you were like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory or something, he might know who he is. But, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. The, so, there's, there's some movies about him, too, that. I read a few books, but I, I guess the one that most known is the Prestige is I think was it David Bowie that played him it, with I Hugh Jackman. I I, yeah, I think it was like Hugh Jackman. I think Bowie. I'd never seen it, but I think Bowie. And it's funny when you look on YouTube and you're looking up Tesla videos, all this stuff about Nikolai Tesla comes off like, oh, the diary. So it's like, yeah. So if you're ever out there and you don't know who Nikolai Tesla is, but you know who the band is, I don't know how that's happening. Look him up. I mean, yeah. we would. Our bills would probably be a lot cheaper if he had his way because we'd had free electricity. Yep. So, moving on. Tesla show was good. I'm glad you had a good time. Glad it glad it went on because we were kind of worried about that last week. Yeah. Uh, it was great. In the news, 
in the news. We just just saw this. Journey, former Journey frontman Steve Perry, is suing Neil Sean and Jonathan Kane, who are currently in Journey, over Journey songs. It says Perry has filed a petition to cancel trademark registrations for 20 Journey songs filed by former bandmates Jonathan Kane and Neil Sean. The motion involves some of the group's best-known radio favorites, including Separate Ways, Open Arms, Any Way You Want It, Who's Crying Now, When You Love a Woman, and Others. His petition says Kane and Sean filed to register the songs in 2020 for use on hats, T-shirts, athletic jet jackets, and other paraphernalia. They're hanging out with, they're hanging out with Gene Simmons, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, guidelines remain in place on songs with Perry as a sole credit songwriter, including Hopelessly in Love, Stay a While, Love and Touch and Squeezing from the Filing. So they're, they're, they're trying to, I'm not a, of course, I'm not a Journey fan, but they're trying to use the songs he wrote. They're trying to do that too? Yeah, I mean, he's that's a, that's that a ball, wrote, That's a ballsy move. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of crappy. Songs he wrote and songs he was a part of too. What wow. it is, they're using Journey's biggest hits. And of course, I mean, you can't do that and not give the guy. He's, he's got to get something out of it. I mean, I would I would be kind of ticked. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And everybody gotta, thinks Steve Perry is the is the bad guy in the whole journey deal, but you know, I think it's fifty fifty there. I think you know, that that's a ball, that's a excuse my friend. That's a ballsy move on them. I mean, that's like well, they had to know he would say something. Yeah. I mean, he's going to find out for sure. But, wow, you know, I think this pretty much seals the deal that there will be no journey reunion anytime soon or no. <laughs> Shut up. Check his papers. <laughs> Thank you. No, just kidding. I'm, I mean, I'm, like I said, it, I, I mean. I know you're not a fan. Yeah, but, a yeah fan. but you don't do that to Steve Perry. I'm sorry. No. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a big Journey fan, but I do like some songs. I, you know, I play it off. But I honestly like Steve Perry's solo stuff almost better than any Journey song. Like, you know, Stone in Love and, you know, Sherry or whatever. And that's one song he was heavy. He did in the 90s. But man, that would be like, that would be like Gina Paul trying to like do that for Parasite or something. Cold Gin or no. How about Cold Gin? Uh, yeah, they, they, they could, they could have that one though. I guess if they did a, a thing for leather gloves, you know, or something, OJ, the OJ glove. <laughs> but, oh my uh, gosh, really? Yeah, I went there. So, <clears throat> some other news. Not much chance of a new Eagles music. Timothy B. Schmidt points to disappointing reaction to Long Road Out of Eden, songs on tour. So, may not see any more Eagles new music. Uh, do, we really need, do we really need more Eagles music? No, not really. I mean, their catalog is so great, man. I mean, yeah. but you know, you still like to hear some new stuff, but no, not all of us. I would. I would. Neil Sean is calling Steve's Perry Journey legal action total crap. Uh, well, of course he is. What he's going to say, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's going to benefit <laughs> off of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's right. We're trying to screw him over. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> Use your illusion set from Guns Dude. Road. That's going to be freaking awesome. I kind of like People have been ragging on that. I love those two albums. I do too. Includes. Yeah, I mean, I think it version, been... it's a new version of November Rain on there. It'll probably be twenty minutes long. How? I mean, has they have they give? I didn't. I posted it, but how many have they given a price on it yet? No, I haven't seen a price yet. But this says the Guns N' Roses classic November Rain will receive a 
full orchestral upgrade. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, Molly Crew and Def Leppard Stadium Tour made over $173 million, Most successful tour of either band's career, believe it or not. Of course what does that say is. about poison? It got to be poisons too, right? Well, of course it is. I mean, times have changed. I mean, let's see. 97 tracks on the Use Your Illusion box set. Yeah, I saw that. They're like, I think Duff posted something. There's like 40 more unreleased tracks or something. Because wow. there's like, That's they got some. be pretty, pretty. And it doesn't, I don't see a, let's see. I'm looking to see if I see a price. Oh, I'm looking at the, the disc, the lineup here, live in Las Vegas. Yeah, there's live, yeah, live yeah. stuff. I mean, I don't see the, I don't see a price. But yeah, anyway. Duff, Duff tweeted something. There's like 30, 30 or 40 songs unreleased. God, that, I wish Kiss would do something like that. I actually wish Kiss would release unreleased stuff instead of giving us all these toys. Because I don't think I'm going to get the Creatures box set, Stevie. I never opened the Destroyer one, so I was like, meh. But like the Guns N' Roses, I won't buy it either. I'll just stream it, of course, because I'm cheap in my old age. <laughs> You're cheap. How many vinyl? How many vinyls is that going to be? All those songs. I don't have a clue. It's got to be a lot. Um. All right. So moving on, we've done our our news for the week. We've done our Tesla concert review. So now, the main event. What Mallory is here for. Mallory's been waiting for this for a while. Our top 10 chicks. I guess you could just say the chicks. The chicks. Top 10, the chicks. Now, Mallory, mm -hmm. we're going to all go around and talk about how we got into the chicks. What we remember. Oh, look at there. Here she comes. Mm -hmm. Talk about how we got into the chicks. We're going to start out, since you're the guest, what got you into the chicks? They were the Dixie chicks at the time, I'm sure. Tell that story about uh, when you were you were younger, what you thought of them. Um, well, my, my mom that you just saw in the back and her <laughs> sister, Darlene, they, I mean, that's all that they played when I was little. That's all I heard if we were in the car. That's when they were playing on the radio. So I was basically like brought up with the Dixie Chicks. Um, and at first, when I was little, I didn't know any better. It wasn't my type of music because, you know, being so young, that's not what I really listened to. And finally, like maybe like a year or two ago, it I finally started really getting into them. And I was telling Diddy the other day that – um there was one time we were on the way home from the beach and mom wanted to listen to the Dixie Chicks and asked Diddy if he would play it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to listen to the Dixie Chicks. I do not want to. So I put my headphones in and I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I don't know, but now I'm obsessed with them. So it's all I listen to really, I feel like. So yeah, that's basically my story of how I got into them. Well, talk, talk a little bit about what you got to do this a couple of months ago, too. You hear me? Do what? I can't. It's perking up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I can talk hear you now. Yeah, talk a little bit about what you got to do a couple of months ago. Um, 
I actually went to go see them in concert with the same two people that got me into it, my mom and my aunt. We went to Raleigh and saw them and oh my gosh, it was that was like a dream come true really. Like I uh that's something off of my bucket list. And I at, when I was little, I wouldn't have minded to go see them in concert, but I mean it it was a dream come true. Everything about it, it was just perfect. Like I mean, the weather was perfect. It wasn't too hot outside, I remember. There weren't really that big of a crowd there. I mean, it was a good amount of people, but it was way less than I expected. And, yeah, quite, quite, like quite everything separate. was... Quite yeah, it, it was just... COVID still. Well... Oh, yeah, definitely. But it was, it was great. I loved everything about it. The music, every song that they played was perfect. I could have, you know... There were some, they played their new album, like their newer album, Gaslight, or most of the songs up there. But there were some older songs I wish they would have played, but it's okay. Like, I'm not going to complain because right. it was just, it was good. Now, welcome to, our, welcome to our world. We, yeah. That's what we deal with Kiss all the time. Like, God, they have so <laughs> many songs. Why are they playing the hits? At least, yeah. you know, Kiss, you know, at least Dixie Chicks will change it up there, or Chicks will change it up. Kiss right. won't even change it, so you're you're in a better situation. Than we are, so yeah, and they're there. You'll probably see them a few more times, and we'll see kids. Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. That's yeah, true. The, the, the chicks, their uh, their farewell tour might end before what? this is farewell tour. Though. They're doing a farewell. No, tour? I'm just oh, saying. Gotcha. I'm, I'm just saying. Don't say that. Yeah, don't say no, that. No, I'm not. Say, I'm just. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the kisses farewell tour is going to last forever. It's not so. a farewell tour, Steve. It's just the end of the road. The end road. of the road. And the road is like the Beatles say. Find long another and road. So. They'll find another road to get on. So, uh, all right, Warden. What about you? Okay, I was talking to Mallory earlier about that. About you know, I, I kind of share it, it kind of like you're talking about your mom playing. You know country I, I was kind of like that when i mean of course i grew up with glenn campbell and kenny rogers and all that stuff and i remember my mom always playing george Strait, so i was kind of like man i want to hear that and then i kept listening and i eventually became you know george Strait fan <laughs> i love george Strait. dixie chicks so okay early 90s around grunge time i get nine well, i guess mid 90s i get a job and i'm still listening to metallica I'm, you know, one of those few that like the load albums and I'm still listening to like mostly Rod Stewart pop stuff. So I get a job with um, pretty much all girls and women and all they listened to was country. It was like in a cubicle area and there were like, you know, radios there and they would play. It. And of course, I'm there listening to my, you know, master of puppets. And they're like, what the hell's wrong with this dude? And <clears throat> I got into Shania Twain, Tim McGraw. And uh, back then in work, I, I traveled a lot for work. And I remember I was like, I think I was in like Illinois or something. And I, I was starting to like country music a lot. And I put it on and, and I hear that, dee, 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 that, that, that there's your trouble. And I'm like, mm-hmm. then I saw the video. I'm like, man, these girls are cute. Of course, that's, you know, typical uh-huh. guy in their twenties. And I just <laughs> remember, and I just remember seeing them in that thing. What was that baggage thing going around in that video? The baggage claim, yeah. And he's like, that is so pre-9-11. They, they couldn't get near one of those nowadays, you know. And it was <laughs> just like, I heard that, and I kept hearing that song. I go, I like them. They're cool. And they started playing the heck out of them, you know, just different songs. But around 99, George Strait was doing a festival. 
It was Jody Messina, the Dixie Chicks, Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, and then George. And mm-hmm. I got to go to that concert. So it was oh like I've seen the Dixie Chicks, but they're the kind of band that I'd like to see again. But uh, I don't. They play like Austin. They play. They don't play Austin. They play like Houston and Dallas. But I, I listen doing this doing this uh, top ten. I mean, it, it was reminding me how much I liked them and yeah. how much. They were a part of my life for like a good 10 years. Like when I was, you know, from like 94, 95 up to like, you know, 2000 something when I kind of, you know, there's so much going on, you lose track of stuff. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this kind of, I've been listening That's to them awesome. like nonstop lately. Yeah, I, I I think they're great. Yeah. So my story is pretty much the same as Mallory's as far as getting into them. My wife. And you were forced my, to listen to them? Yeah, my wife and my sister-in-law. But, you know, from the start, I was like, these they, you know they're pretty good you know there it wasn't i didn't i didn't mind listening to them from you know wide open spaces you, you hear that for the first hear that album for the first time and then of course they hit the mega mega hit with fly and then you know they they had uh home and then the unfortunate incidents happened where it kind of sidetracked their career for a little while with natalie talking about the president and uh you know it's unfortunate that it happened and that it but and we'll talk about this me and mallory talked about this several times you know that's her right to to talk about it like she wants to but you know it's it's not it was it right did i agree with no i didn't agree with but is that going to stop me from listening to them no i'm not going to stop listening to them and some of these people that were making death threats and, and all this stuff, that was ridiculous. To their kids, to their yes, kids. kids. The kids have nothing to do with this. You should be making death threats to any of them, much less the kids, you know. But, you know, it seems like they're exactly. back. You know, they're back and they, uh, you know, Gaslighter is a whole different ball game as far as what they've been doing. That's, that pretty much, that whole album is talking about, Natalie Maine's divorce and uh no. yeah don't, don't piss her off no but I'll tell you what have you listened to Gaslighter I the song yeah have the, you listened to the album the whole album is dude like the whole that. album is just <laughs> but it's good you know I I, I was like kind of skeptical at first I said okay but you know it was you know good. honestly I'll tell you my I my my kind of um talking about the hiccup because they 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 live here in texas or they did they were in austin and i remember when that happened especially in texas because bush was from texas yeah and i didn't agree with it at the time you know i thought it was kind of a cheap move but i mean it ain't compared to anything how people act nowadays i thought it was blown out of proportion i think clear channel a company i used to work for took you know made it political and I think they hyped it. And I, I don't think it helped them because, it, you know, they made them the bad guys. I mean, but I understand Natalie a lot more. And I know the other two were that they kind of took a break for a while. And she was on Howard Stern because she's a, you know, they call her a whackbacker because she's kind of out there. And hearing her talk about that and how she was honest, she said the other two girls, they were pissed at her. They, I mean, you can't help well, but like you. I mean, it, that's normal. Yeah. But it's like you hear her that. I mean, she's still a human being. 
we can, I mean, and it's something we need to learn nowadays. We can have our disagreements, but my God, don't target somebody. Yeah. You know, their kids. And, you know, exactly. and a, and a lot of those people that I saw doing that, it was like on prime time or something. A lot of those people were claiming to be Christians. And it's like, yeah, I don't get that, but it's, it's, you know, and they're still, I think they're still kind of reviled by a lot of people. I don't think country they're music still, radio was yeah. ever the same, but yeah, I tell yeah. you what, their stuff's a lot better than a lot of the stuff that's on the radio now. And it, yeah, it could use more, more of this, but they're, they're more kind of pop now anyway, I think with Gaslighter, but I don't I mean, think, I still don't think country music radio will play them that much. Yeah. Gaslighter right. probably hasn't got a lot of airplay. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, because that was a, yeah. a lot of that was coming from Clear Channel, which owned a lot of those stations at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's you, they were getting all these calls, and so they just, you know, what the people said. So, you know, did sure. I agree? Did I agree with? Like I said, I didn't agree with what she said or or what when she said it. It was a bad time because we're getting ready to go to war, and it, it you know, that she's free to say what she wants to, but you know, it may you got to think about what these troops overseas. We're thinking, you know, we don't agree with this war. And and you got and these guys are like sitting there like, you know, this is what we get from our own country. And we're over well, here. They didn't really they didn't really say they didn't agree with the war. They just said Bush was kind of embarrassing. For no, Texas. we don't support this war. We don't oh. endorse this war. And they're ashamed of President George. Okay, w. That's the that's the part I heard the most about. Yeah. But well, I mean, what, yeah, that's what you hear. But what I, what I didn't like. What I didn't like about it, I mean, you cannot support a war. I mean, still support the troops. You can do both. Right. You got to, you got, and she came out and said that later on. Yeah, but she, she got it. I think there was even more heat on her because her going after Toby Keith when Toby Keith did that angry American. And that angry American, I I mean, people love it or they revile it. I mean, it's reactionary of what happened. And a lot of people felt that way when that happened. Oh, he's just a dumb redneck. That's bullshit. Excuse my French. That was his reaction to something, and he shouldn't have been attacked by a fellow musician. It does. I mean, I am, and, and I don't know. I mean, it ain't like he helped anyway. I mean, with yeah. I saw him in concert, and he had the picture behind him. <laughs> I was like, "What is that?" I kept looking at, and it was Natalie Maines next to Saddam Hussein. I mean, I'm that was his backdrop. What year was it? What year was I, it? You went to see that? God, that was 2003. I think Blake Shelton was opening up. Okay. This is the height of their war, and and she went on the she yeah. went on the. Uh, video music awards with FTK. Yeah, and people are like, what? and they were they didn't know what they didn't know what that meant. I'm like, yeah. hello. What did what did she say on that documentary? It stood for Mallory. She it was like she said all it stands for is freedom, together, kindness, or something like that. <laughs> and every, I mean, she knew stupid. that everybody knew. We're not stupid. We knew what it but meant. It's, it's like I read an interview with Toby Keith one time. He that was going on and he said he was part of it too he stoked a lot of it too yeah oh yeah he was in the hospital one time with one of his friends whose kid was in the hospital and he looked down and he saw the like okay magazine or people magazine with talking about their war and he goes this isn't what it's really about and toby dropped it at that time i think she style kind of went after him but i mean she had her own you know issues too but i mean i don't people would you know i had some friends like well your boy went after her i was like no i think he she kind of instigated with him but yeah, and, you know, but it's, it's just, there's, it, and it's just like that nowadays. It's so many differences that it's like, we can't let somebody be themselves. Yeah. We, they, we got to mold them as ourselves and that's both sides. Yep. Yeah. It's fault on both sides. For I sure. don't care what you say, Stevie. I'm never going to like journey. 
okay. And I'm, I'm never. Don't bring it up. Don't bring up <laughs> Torpedo Girl. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So let's get right down to the nitty gritty. Here we go. All right, Mallory, are you ready? Because you're going to yeah. lead us off. You're yeah, the guest. You're going to lead us off. Number 10. So are we going to do it the, the same way? Like, like say that Mallory has a one on hers and it's on mine. I'll just mention it later. We won't. Yeah. Say yeah. You don't have to mention it right away. So we just, Ma we just, Mallory, be prepared. Your dad has like 40 or 50 honorable mentions. So we'll be I here sure for another do. six hours. Sure do. All right. So number 10 well, for Mallory. My number 10 is going to be kind of shocking because I mean, it's, it's a very famous one. And I told Daddy, I said, be prepared because my number 10 may shock you. And this uh -oh. cowboy take me away. Um, it's on the fly album. Um, and it's like, I, I mean, I was thinking about it. And I was like, it's very hard to put it at number 10 because that was like the first one, the first song out of them that I memorized when I was younger. And, um, I just, I think when people like, you know, that aren't as big as fans, you know, they, their first thought when they think of the Dixie Chicks is a song. And I'm more of a fan of like the, the less attention grab songs. But I will say that most of the songs that are in here are like famous songs, but I am a big fan of the ones that the deep are, cuts. you know, like low key. Yeah. So, so you can have 40 honorable mentions like your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's taking, she's taking exactly. right after me. She's taking right after me, bud. All right. So number 10 for you. Cowboy, take me away. All right, Warden. That actually didn't make my list. My The one that made my list is please take the Cowboys away. <laughs> yeah, that that one was a big hit. And I remember like my mom liking that song. And, and you know, it was a good song. It just, you know, it, you know, I don't sing in it the shower, but you know, if it's a good That's song. It's a good thing you don't sing in the shower. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Okay. <laughs> we were just talking about, we were kind of talking about this one. I was telling, I told both of you guys that I had my list down the other day. I had, I, I had it at 13 to begin with. I went through the few albums that I knew. And I was like, well, where's that song? And this song was one of the ones I was looking for. So I got the essential. Yeah. Uh, it's central that has a really good collection of a lot of their it's stuff. really good. And um, I was like, oh, crap. And then my list was up to 15. <laughs> like, dang it. <laughs> and this one was on it because this is the one I was looking for. <laughs> this is the response to the backlash for their freedom of speech. Um, and I didn't know this. It was written by the dude from Semisonic that wrote um, Closing Time. Dan really? Wilson. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. not ready to make nice. I Me just... I remember, yes, I remember hearing this, and I just remember so many people being pissed at them. And I think it was an Entertainment Weekly that they are. And they were had like they were. I used to get Entertainment Weekly back in the day, and they were naked, but they had all these like hate words in their mouths. Yes, we saw and that I remember that, that just that just mm -hmm. pissed some people off. I'm going, why does that make? I mean, I could never got. I mean, I get what they said, but I never got the full blade. Like I hate them, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't like people because yeah. what they do to me. Or if their music sucks, like Journey. But, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, not this. But, yeah, not ready to make, just kidding about Journey. Uh, not ready to make nice. Cool song, gets to the point. Uh, they're standing up for themselves. And I love it. 
Not ready, make nice. That was that was it. That was uh, going to be one of my honorable mentions. It's not on my list. So we're down to thirty nine now. Yeah, down to thirty nine. <laughs> All right, that's a good song. And like you said, that was a that was a much anticipated song because I believe that was the first single released after all this off that new album i think take a long way home that was the first single released off that album and a lot of people were uh highly anticipating what that was gonna be about it's a good song too i, I could it, say what you want about natalie she can sing girl can wail. oh gosh yes and yeah. look let me tell you let me tell you get it out of the way right now there's there's a couple of things that the dixie chicks do well that i'm a i'm a big fan of i'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for a ballad, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for harmonies. And you, I mean, these Emily and Marty are very underrated with their harmonies. I mean, I love that's part of the thing I really love to listen to about about some of these songs is the harmonies in there. All right, first of all, let's just get this out of the way now too. I did not see Mallory's list. She did not see my list she was very that's the, way, that's the way we do stuff yeah yeah she was very secretive about it and i was very secretive about mine didn't tell her anything that was on my list that's what's so, good about our that's what's good about our show yeah it's great yeah without saying without further ado my number 10 cowboy take me away was my number 10. so uh yeah that's <laughs> like mallory said it's one of their signature songs but that song was huge yes you and couldn't I get mean, away from it in country radio. They played it all the time. It, it the song came. Mm -hmm. They say the title came from the Calgon Calgon commercials about you know oh take me away. So that's kind of where they got it from. Uh, actually, Mal Mallory probably has no idea what you're talking about. No, she Calgon, never saw the Calgon. What, Calgon, what's that? Ancient Calgon, Chinese take secret. Me away. Wasn't that Calgon? <laughs> no, that's not Calgon. That's something else. That's a that's laundry detergent you're talking about, buddy. I, thought, I think it's the same. I think it's the same thing. Look it up. Google it. No. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? That's that's laundry detergent. I don't think you're bathing. In I laundry think they detergent. made that though. Uh, no. Don't look it up, Stevie. Continue with the show. You're looking it up, ain't you? Yep, you're looking it up. All right. This was actually played on a number of local Christian radio stations in Uganda. Calgon water softener. Thank you very much. Water softener. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It was the 70s, man. It was all everything. So I was I knew that was Calgon. But you know, they multitask. Shut up. <laughs> this was like at the height of their popularity. You know, all three of them were blonde. And the video, you look at the video, you see them in there, they're, you know. But that, like I said, one of the things I love about the song, the harmonies in the chorus. And at the end, when they they hit the last chorus that time, and they hit, they take Cowboy Take Me Away a little bit longer, I mean, what can you say about it? these three girls are talented? I mean, with the fiddle, the banjo, with Natalie singing, you know, one of the best, I would say, one of the best girl groups out there in the history of music. I would say, to me, yeah. So Cowboy Take Me Away is my number ten. Definitely. All right, Mallory. Moving on, number nine for you. All right. Well, this one, this one is actually my mom's favorite. Mama said that this would be her number one, but it's my number nine. So 
It's Let Them Fly, and it's on the Fly album. Um, it's a great song. It's so pretty. I, I want, This song is one of those that the lyrics sound, like, poetic, I guess you could say. Like, it just sounds very smooth and all that. And um, this one was actually, it wasn't original by them. It was Patty Griffin. She actually wrote it and they covered a few of her songs yep. uh, i think it was this one and two other ones they covered and she actually opened up at the concert i went to and she's awesome yeah i i love i really like that song I, I do but it's not like top three worthy i guess you could say for me top three worthy but it's it's one of it's definitely one of my favorites like all of them are i What's love the name of it again? that one let them fly. Let them fly. I have to check that one out. I'm not too familiar with that one. I've probably heard it. I just need to listen to it again. Yeah, you probably have. All right. That's so good. let them fly is number nine. That mm-hmm. that you know didn't make my list, but uh, really good song. And it's hard. It's I don't I don't think we're we're gonna any of us between our thirty picks is gonna have a bad Dixie chick song or chick song. Excuse me. So, but number nine for you, Ward. Okay, this is I, I okay. First off, I forgot to mention this about the talking about them. They had been around since the early nineties. They didn't get famous until Natalie joined the band. Yeah. So they had like another lead singer. How do you how, totally how are you sound. yeah, how are you when like you're that person, like the guy from <laughs> How do you feel <laughs> that you know Ringo Starr replaced like Pete Best? You know, how you know they go on to bigger and better things. Like the guy who was the guy in Metallica that didn't want to play because the bass player before Cliff. He just, it wasn't his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, this one, I, and I didn't know this, and I read this on the internet. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I remember the scene. This title was taken from Greece. Yes. It's when, uh, it's when, you know, Danny was getting a little fresh with her and she yeah, talked yeah. about his sin wagon. Yes. And yes. Uh, this was, this, I just love this song. It's just, I love the, is it the is it Madeline in that? It kind of reminds me of that Rod Stewart song, yeah. uh, Madeline Wynn. Um, it, it's not a single, but you know, it. I think no, it even charted because it was so popular that they played it. Did and of course they played it on radio, but that's always been one of my favorite songs too. Spin wagon. And I'm sure Madeline want to talk about this that's, a little bit later. That's coming a little I, bit I didn't, later. I didn't. I didn't know. Sure. Well, with. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk about it yeah, when I have. Is this save on my list? I will say I'll talk about it. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't I, know that that was on the exactly. Greece thing because she talks in that Australian accent. It's kind of hard to understand her because when she gets so excited, Olivia. And yeah. I read that. I was like, I have to go back and watch Greece right? have a you know, sin yeah. wagon. <laughs> I just Both. remember the part where she closes the door. That's yeah. the part I remember. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both both me and Mallory will probably have something to say about that later on. Well, yeah, because you guys have good taste. Yeah. So. A little bit higher than mine, I guess, huh? Yeah, a little bit higher than yours. Number nine for me was pretty much, and this will this will probably be a little bit higher on Mallory's list, probably be a little bit higher, maybe a little bit higher on Ward's list. I can never tell Ward, but it is pretty much the song that identifies the Dixie or the chicks. It 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 got their I guess their theme, their theme song. And it put it pretty much put them on the map. Not their first single, but when you think of Dick, the chicks, this is probably one of the first songs that comes up to you. Wide open spaces. I mean, this was 
when they hit it big. It, their first single was was There's Your Trouble, but when wide open spaces hit, they went they went just like out of the roof. And I mean, put them on the map. And the you know, the lyrics like in some of the songs talking about possibilities yet undiscovered, like a girl going out in the world and, and wanting to spread her wings like she needs wide open spaces, room to make her big mistakes, new faces. She knows the high stakes. So, I mean, that pretty much identified as put all these women out there that love the Dixie Chicks at the time. They were Dixie Chicks at the time. I'm sorry. But that put all these women like, yeah, I know exactly what she's talking about. You know, that's that's what I want to be. Everybody, when that song came out, all these women identified with it, with that song. I'm sorry, but that's that's the truth. But Wide Open Spaces is number nine for me. And this song has something that most women don't follow and they should. Check the oil. Check the oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Believe it one, or not, that is not on my list. Not mine either. Wow. Wow. Jeez, what's wrong with you guys? Not on my list. I think it's just overplayed I love that for song me. so much. It's a great song. I think it's just overplayed it, for me. It, 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 oh, yeah. That, it's got a, it, it does have fatigue, but I was like, that's one of I've got to put that on the list because that's like the yeah. song that launched everything for them. And it, I, it was originally. It was originally yeah, on the list, yeah, I but so. I, I gave that space to another company. See what I, I, Warden, I told her, <laughs> I told her she's going to make a list and she's going to change it and she's stuff's going to get turned around and some songs will get taken out i told her that well that's what you do stevie it was on my i mean i changed break. it about like, probably a good five times yeah i did too she was so. she was working on it up until about eight o'clock the night i saw her oh, wow. put stuff in there so that's just yeah. like just like us yeah i like the song i mean i like yeah. it but it's it's i think it's just over but you know. it's like rock and roll all night for kiss you think no? I don't think it's that. I don't it's think fatigue it's like that. It oh, I thought you like said it's yeah. their it's their signature song. I got no way. No, it's fatigue like that though. All right, <laughs> number eight for Mallory. Um, my number eight is actually a long time gone. It's on the home album. Um, and I knew I had to put that one in here because at. I will say at first I wasn't a huge fan of the song. Like I, I didn't really listen to it much. I honest to God, I didn't really know it was a song of theirs until we had the set list for the concert came out and I looked up there and I was like, I've never heard of that song. So I went and I listened to it and I, you know, I just kept on listening to it and stuff and it became like, the one of the main songs I was excited about hearing, and now it's like definitely one of my favorites. And it's a great song. I mean, she, I think she's basically saying like her talking about her family because it wasn't written by the Dixie Chiefs, it was written by some other guy, I can't think of his name, but they're talking about you know their family, they're staying home, and you know, they're doing stuff at home, but like she wants to go like she wants to go and be a long time gone and do stuff outside of her hometown. I, I mean, I, I really like that song and it's funny. It's kind of funny too. This the one that they're, this yeah, the video, true. This the video they're, in, they're in, they're in Mexico driving by. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. That's that's Tina? yeah okay. That's it. Yeah. And look, 
whatever you do, do not listen to the original version by the guy that wrote the song. It will ruin it for you. I'm sorry, dude. Wherever you know, you're at out there, it's, it's not. Really, it's not good. It's kind of like that. Not good at all. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's kind of like that. Who's that guy that sang the original Downtown Train? God, it's horrible. You know that guy? He's got. He's wrote a couple good songs. But <laughs> man, it Tom just, Waits. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. See okay, Grover. <laughs> That's his voice, dude. He's pretty good. He has done some good songs, but I agree with you on that. Downtown Train was not one of them. Nothing tops the Rod Stewart version. All right, number eight for you, Warden. Okay. I think I was going through a breakup during this when this song came out. Uh-oh. And it seems like this song, and there's a song called by George Strait, Today My World Slipped Away. Oh, my God. It's like about getting divorced. It's just it's so sad. But um, this is a breakup song, but it involves the kids. Uh, the guy's not even going to stay for them. And it's just like, you know, it, it's like the, the, the her singing about this, about, you know, you're not even going to stay for the kids, you know, and it is, and she's taking, she's trying to use the kids, but she's taking hard too, because it's like, where'd you go? I mean, it's like, you were mine. It's, it's, it, it, I mean, it's, right. it's, I mean, I don't have any kids, but it's like, I mean, it, they just talk about how the kids are, you know, young and they adore you, mm-hmm. but you won't even stay for them. And kind of going through that myself, you know, and with my dad, when he got married again, I kind of, I guess I kind of hit home too. But I mean, I mean, I mean, like I said, that and the George Strait song, uh, Today My World Slipped Away, are, they're two of those saddest songs. And when you got a broken heart, that's mm-hmm. what you want to listen to is sad music. And, they, and yeah. oh, these yeah. are two of them. Right. I like yeah, the video because it shows oh, them yeah. on tour and stuff. The video is probably yeah. my favorite Dixie Chicks video. Because they're on tour, right? Don't they have the buses or whatever and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They get they get off the bus and go to the hotel. And I'll Black talk and a little white. bit about that later yeah. on. Later on. A little bit further up in my list. So my number eight is it, it's a – you've always heard this uh, – a little bit different saying well it'll be a cold day in hell before i'll do that so they couldn't actually sing a cold day in hell i don't think so cold day in july mm-hmm. so this song i did not know this mm-hmm. this song was actually recorded twice before the chicks did it in 1992 susie Boggus, you remember her oh yeah yeah she did that on her album voice of the wind and then joy lynn white who i don't know who that is no no uh, she did that. Her version was released as a single in 93, peaking at number 71. And uh, when Dixie Chicks, you know, they did a little bit better. It peaked at number 10. So, uh, but yeah, just that the, the lyrics are great. I mean, just like she said, you always said the day you would leave me would be a cold day in July. And then all of a sudden at the instant, here comes that cold day in July. So you were right there feeling it with her. I mean, they, these girls do a great job. Like you said, when you were mine with the tearjerkers, you know, yeah. the ballads. And like I said, I'm a sucker for them. Um, but I think the ending, we talk about harmonies. The ending, when you hear all three of them doing their la-da-da. I can't do it like that. I'm not going to even try that anymore. But Thank uh, you. I don't wanna, thank I don't thank you for that. <laughs> appreciate that, don't you? Can but, you do that again? I want. I need a new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was off the fly album, of course, and that was when Dixie Chicks were on fire. 
And uh, but cold day in July is is my number eight. I'm kind of familiar with that song, but I'll give another listen. Yeah, you did. Oh, I think you would love that. I think you would really like that one. That's so, good. Back around to Mallory, number seven. Um, number seven for me is not ready to make nice. That's my number seven. Um, I absolutely, I love that song. Um, I, I don't know the part where she. I can't remember, like, at the top of my head, the lyrics where it starts, but she gets kind of fast and singing kind of fast and stuff. That yeah. is my favorite part. Yeah. I love that part. Um, that I remember the first time I heard that, too, and I got chills. Like, I was like, good Lord, because, you know, the story behind it, you know, like you were saying earlier, the controversy and everything that they went through, all that stuff and the, the threat she was getting. And there was one time they were on – you know, it was after the whole thing happened that she said, and um, they were, I think they had just got done with the concert, and one of the producers came back there and gave her a letter, and it said, Natalie Maines will be shot dead on stage on, it was a certain date, and she, it didn't really, uh, it didn't really, she didn't really show any emotion towards it, because there was a camera right at her when she read it and everything and but she still went out there like yeah they had more security and everything with them you know through that time but they turned they ended up finding the guy that sent it to work and she i mean she still went out there though all three of them still went out there and that's brave i mean that's just it shows something about them yeah me and your dad know one of our favorite i don't are you a pantera fan stevie a what? A little bit, a little bit Pantera. Yeah, yeah, Pantera a little there, there was a guitar player that he he got shot by. He wasn't in Pantera. They broke up, and he the guy that shot him shot him on stage. Shot and killed him on stage. His name because was because he was Matt mad. They, he was mad. They broke up. Yeah, they call them That's fanatics just, for a reason. They call us yeah. fans for a reason. Mallory, that part you're talking about where she speeds up to, uh, the lyrics is she's talking about one of the lines in there is talking about. Uh, uh, a grown-up telling a, a child he should hate somebody he doesn't even know, and right. I think that I think what and that song, like I said, it was it was an honorable mention for me. I think what makes that song not only the fact that everybody was anticipating it so much, but when you listen to it now, you know there's so much emotion in that when she and, and the lyrics when they wrote them and when she she recorded. There's got to be a lot of emotion in that because that's like pent up feelings. And she's getting it out now. She's just letting it out and let people know I'm not ready to make nice. What she say? Forgive. Why she say? What's the lyrics, Mary? Forgive. Forgive sounds good. Forget. I don't think I could. I mean, that's powerful right there, dude. That's just telling you, okay, I'm not gonna forget it. I might forgive you, but I'm not gonna forget what you did. Exactly. So, exactly. And that, could, that could go for a lot of different situations there. All right, Warden. Number seven. Okay, number seven. It's another song, more about the backlash. It was also written from the dude from Semi-Sonic. She denies this was about her feud with Toby Keith, but a lot of people say it is. It's the long way around. Uh, yeah, it, it it it's more on the backlash, kind of what they were going through. How like they don't take the easy way out they take the right. long way the long way around i mean i think the song pretty much says exactly. it all 
but you know, she's denied yeah. it's about Toby, but I mean, I, I think your life, when you write songs, I think everything in your life influences your songwriting. So that had to play some kind of part. Well, you know, I like songs that are real life situations. You know, you hear something like Brad Paisley does a great job with, with, with that kind of song. Okay. We've got a first comment tonight. Martin Acosta's back. He's talking, he's, he just posted rat. So, uh, anyway, anyway, there's a time yeah. and place for everything. That's stuff, not tonight. Stuff like that is, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, it didn't make my list long way around didn't make my list. And it's not one of my 40 honorable mentions either. Oh, damn. So I'm going to have to get more, more familiar with it. I will give it a listen though. Cause I haven't really listened to it that much. This song actually replaced Gaslighter for me. Really? Gas, Gaslighter was there pretty high up for me. And I heard this song and I just, I liked it more than I did Gaslighter. Because right. I remember it when it came out. Okay. All right. But Gaslighter is an honorable mention. One of my, you know. Oh, yeah. That's a poppy song. I mean, it's, it's it is. It, I mean, it, it, it grew on me. I listened, first time I listened to it, I was like, eh, but it grew on me as Same. it grew. I thought it was about going to be about the controversy that they're still talking about that, but it's about nah, husband. Like, oh, it's crap. another controversy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, she loves, I mean, yeah. she's a little fireball spitfire. I mean, she is. Her. Yeah, she's she not going to take any crap. That's for sure. Uh, my number seven. And I told Mallory when I made my list, I told Mallory, my number seven will probably really surprise her. And uh, actually, it's Mallory that's responsible for number seven because i we sat down and watched the video to it and i was like and i've never really listened to this song and after i watched the video i was like you know i have to i need to go back and listen to this song because it's catchy and i when i listened to it i sat down and listened to it a couple of times i was like yeah this is a really good this is really moving up my list so it made number seven uh top of the world uh, yeah, Top of the World was Patty Griffin, another Patty Griffin song, Mallory. Um, mm -hmm. who are the chicks, Steve Hill? Are you really asking that? I mean, you know who the chicks are. Who asked that? Steve Hill asked, Who are the chicks? You know who they are. Um, but yeah, it's it's different than any. I don't know. Are you familiar with this award? I probably heard it. I got to go back and listen to it. It's different. It's really from, good. It's different I know the Van Halen anything, version. Yeah, it's <laughs> different from anything to, that the chicks have done. The Dixie Chicks, Steve Hill. Come on, bud. I know you. I know you're joking, right? Don't pay attention. This is anyway. Anyway, but this this song, uh, written from the point of view of a man who has passed on, and he's sort of looking down, and wishing that he had been a different person, having a lot of regrets, and wishing he hadn't had the negative effect on the people in his life so i mean oh you said he's looking down at least he's not looking yeah. up i guess huh? yeah he's he's, he's not looking <laughs> up that. that's but, that's a good thing <laughs> steve they no, changed their name no. the, hold on just let me get this out he, he wants to know why the chicks i think he's really wondering why the okay. chicks they dropped the dixie from it okay. you know when all everybody was dropping names like lady annabella went to lady a uh, and Mark Costa put tribe yeah, anyway. Like, that's a whole other podcast. But uh, yeah, what is what is the lyrics? Man, I think I broke the wings off the songbird or something like that. Uh, yeah, 
broke the wings off a little songbird. She's never gonna fly to the top of the world. Yeah, I mean it's it's you really need to check that song out. It's just it's different. It's not if you heard it the the music music wise because there's not a lot of the typical Dixie Chick stuff. You know the fiddle and the banjo stuff like that it's not really like that uh it's just different and i i really like i said i would never heard if mallory hadn't been watching the video one day when i sat down i said dang that's a pretty good song but check it out but top of the world is my number seven yeah when you say that i'm thinking van haven that's what i'm thinking of but. <laughs> not standing on top of the world no not that one. okay all right number six mallory um this might be a shock to diddy because <laughs> he knows that i listen to this one this is one of them that i listen to a lot but it's traveling soldier wow. um that song it's on the home album um i mainly love the story behind it you know if you listen to it you know it's <laughs> this guy he was about to go join the army he was waiting for his bus and he told this girl he was like i have nobody to talk to like i, I have nobody here and so they went out she was working and they went out and stuff and he was like i have nobody to write a letter to can i write to you when i leave and she said yeah so he you know he left and he was writing her and stuff and then he told her in a letter he was like I don't worry, but I'm not going to be able to write for a while. And he died and she found out she was in the marching band and she found out at a football game. They um, said the prayer for the football game. And then they honored like a list of Vietnam dead. And wow. he was one of them. It, it's, it's one of those songs that would really give you chills. And I, I really like those songs, the songs that have meanings behind it and stuff like that. So, and that was actually one of them from the concert. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Um, when we were at the concert, they did that song and they brought these lights down and it was like fog and it was like yellow lights. And all you could see was their like shadow of everybody. Oh, wow. And it was just like, oh, geez, it was crazy. It was so good. I love that song. Didn't make my top 10, but it made my, it made my honorable mention. Oh, yeah. I, I, I first heard this song. I don't know why. I guess I never really paid attention to the lyrics. I thought oh. this was something to do with the Civil War, like a traveling soldier. <laughs> I could see that. Because yeah, that's, that. that's, you know, that's what they were. Like a soldier would show up at your house, you know, you know, back right. in the Civil War days. Yeah. Then I kind of got deeper, like, oh, it's about Vietnam. But mm -hmm. good, good tune, man. I mean, it. Oh, yeah. I, I never tried that on. Telling a girl, hey, I don't have nobody to write to. Maybe that's a good thing of mine I can do in my old age. Oh, Lord. No, that might get you landed in jail. Can you text me? Uh, I got nobody to text yeah, me. That might land nobody text jail. me but Stevie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, number set six for you. Six. Okay. I mentioned this earlier. This is the first song I ever heard by them. Yeah, I think it was, I guess it was their first single. Um, I can love you. I can love you better. Uh huh. Uh, like I said, it reminds me of pre 9-11 because they're mm. on a carousel and on the baggage claim. You could yeah. probably do that nowadays. 
Um, it reminds me of a simpler time. I was in my 20s. I was young. I had hair. Um, this this is a good, this is a good song. I mean, it's it's. I saw them and I automatically thought I auto, automatically thought they were all cute. But I like the the mm, Natalie. But Natalie was was like my third out of the three. But the other two, I was like, man, they're cute. Mm. And uh, I yeah. like how they're just sitting there waiting for her to sing, and then they start getting into it. And isn't that mm -hmm. the one where the girls playing this this on the guitar on the? Is that the yeah. video? Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah, that was uh, kind of like they did that later when they did landslide, and she was like eighteen months pregnant. You know, wasn't yeah. that one? Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, I'm like I can, I can love you better, and I. I just remember that. Dee -dee -dee. I mean, that just that. Dee -dee. Yeah, I don't, can't do it, right? yeah, that was that's. I mean, like I said, it, it was a simpler time. It was I was younger, and you know, and now I'm older. So. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are that. Yes, sir. Anyway, that, I'm like you. You know, Marty is like the face. Not Marty, but Natalie is the face of the group. But Marty, for me, is the prettiest. I mean, I like all three. Of, I like all three of them. If, I, I, if I had I, to pick a prettiest one out of that, Marty is definitely it. I she's mean, the one she's... with the guitar, right? Not the, not the she fiddle. Not plays the. the she's the. Um, she no, plays the the one the violin. Fiddle, violin. Yeah. Oh, see, I think the other one. I think the guitar players. I like the other guitar player. <laughs> uh huh. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I honestly. I like all three of them myself. Yeah, I mean, I do, but I think she's pretty. I've always I like the guitar player. Okay. Yeah, Emily actually. Wrong, okay. it, was, it was her birthday. It was Emily's birthday not too long ago. Oh yeah, tell her about her, that. I sent her a message. I was like, you know, she's never gonna see it or anything. I actually messaged her on Instagram. I was like, happy birthday! Player. I know you'll never see it. Uh, the guitar player. Okay. Guitar player. So yeah, she was. Um, I sent her that message. I was like, I know you'll never see this, but happy. I wanted to wish you happy birthday, and she responded to me. She was That's like, awesome. I, I. She said, I see it, and she said, I thank you so much, and I was just, I was over the moon. I, <laughs> I was so excited. It was late at night too, and I was like, what? It woke me up, definitely. That's awesome. You know what happened to me a couple weeks ago? I don't know if I told Stevie this. I uh, tweeted one of our uh, episodes. And I got a thanks one for liking Torpedo Girl. No, no. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I was getting ready to say Thanks, Warden. How does he do that? I was getting ready to say, if Ace did that. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Warden, for liking my one song. I can't do it. Dude, you do a terrible Ace. I know. <laughs> I, can't I, do do like, I do like the, the comatose Ace, you know, the drinking too much night. You sound like yeah, you were mad. going through puberty with Ace or something <laughs> like that. Why? Yeah. All right. Number six for me, it's a repeat. Uh, Warden had it early in the list. And uh, it's the Grease song, Sin Wagon. Uh, I'm like you, Warden. It, it's just a, I'm not going to say, yes. it's a kick butt song from the start. Yeah. Fast paced. Uh, it, like you said, it was not a single, but charted. I mean, that just right. tells you how big it was. And I think is this is a song that started out at the concert too, right, Mallory? Yeah, I, I was going to talk. I was going to talk. Yeah, well, we'll talk. About, we'll let you talk about that later. But yeah, my, it's just, my... just a. Uh, I mean, like you said, I remember watching. I think they did an NBC like primetime special, and they were talking about some of their songs, and 
when Sin Wagon came up, when they would get ready to do Sin Wagon, and you hear Natalie talk about, yeah, we actually got that, like you said, we actually got that title from Greece when uh, Sandy says, get me out it's of so the cute. Sin Wagon. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, the song just kicks butt. I mean, from the start to the finish. Mm-hmm. And then those girls play their butt off. I mean, you can say what you want. They play their butt off in this song. So is this like their Damage Incorporated, their fastest song? Yeah, this is their, <laughs> this is their thrash metal <laughs> song for the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. But, yeah, number six for me, Sin Wagon. All right. Good and choice, Stevie. Good choice. We're getting in the top five now. Here we go. Number five, Mallory. My number five is Sin Wagon. There we go. And nice. that was, <laughs> it was originally um, my third, and I changed it around. I switched. So my number three is very, is accurate. But Nothing um, wrong with that. I do that yeah, all the like time. Daddy said, mm-hmm. Yeah, like Daddy said. Yeah. Like Daddy said, this was the first song that they played at the concert, and what they did with it was before the concert started, after Patty sang, there was like they still needed some time to get ready. So there was like a period of time where they just played like old music and stuff. And they had like the music videos on the big screen. So we were just waiting and stuff. And Bad Reputation by Joan Jett came up. And I was just watching it. It was louder than usual than the other songs had been. I was like, no, there ain't no way, you know. The next thing you know, the screen like cut out, just cut out. And then Sin Wagon came up. Oh, cool. And oh, gosh, it was like, oh, my gosh. It was just so energetic. Everybody was going crazy. I mean, it was it was amazing. Like, it was awesome. But Every time, every time I hear that song, I look for Ronda Rousey. <laughs> the rest are, that's, her, that's, her theme, that's her theme song yeah and i mean it was just it, that's definitely one of my favorites of all the time i'm always listening to that song um yeah. it's it's awesome and they there's actually um before i went to the concert um i always dreamt when i first started getting back into them i watched some of their live videos and i and there's a part in the bridge where they like they take their arm around and stuff at the same time. I don't know how to explain it, but I always dreamed of seeing them in concert do that. Oh, and wow, then when wow. I saw it in concert, it was just like, oh my gosh! It's just they're moving their arm around, but it was just one of those things you never thought you saw and you'd see in person. But it was awesome. Like I just loved it. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta go see them when they come by. Oh they yeah, did. yeah that that is pretty cool. It's kind of like the the Paul Gene and Ace thing they do with uh, uh, Deuce. Deuce. Yeah, but they do that little. They all they do it all at the same time. They bring it all back around. And, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It is pretty. Cool. They don't do the thing like Warrant. Didn't they do a Warrant? Do something like that? Nah, they, do <laughs> they don't do all that. They're not that. So uh, number five, Warden. <clears throat> this is a song that I was telling y'all about that that I had my list done and I like went back and listened to stuff, the essentials. And I found this song and I remember this song. I was like, God, I remember this song. And I don't know if it was a single or not. I, I, I'm not too sure if it was or not. I didn't look up that part. It's a song about the consequences of fame and success. But I mean, I guess because everybody knows everything about you, but that can be applied to anybody's life, I would think. I mean, if yeah. you got a bad reputation, like not not to make fun of what we we're just talking about, 
but everybody knows you, you sometimes feel like that. Like, Oh, everybody knows, you know, I effed up or, you know, something like that. So. Right. Everybody knows. What's the name again? Everybody knows. Oh, is that, huh. a, that's a, is that actually a, a cover song? I don't know. Like I said, I didn't look, I, I just remember I, it's on the essentials and I just remember liking it a lot. I do. I, I do know what you're talking about. I sure do. Yeah. I, I actually think that is a cover song. I'm going to look that right up because I think I remember hearing it. And when I heard it, I was like, I, I've heard that somewhere before. If it's a song I, I'm thinking, let's see. Uh-huh. No, that's not the same one. It was that it was covered by another band, the Jayhawks. So Yeah, I, I read that part about it. Yeah, but it, it there was a there was a everybody knows that was an older song from like the eighties and I could totally see the Dixie Chicks singing that. Yeah. Right All right. Isn't from the eighties, right? Huh? This song's not from the eighties, not a cover. No, I was saying what I was saying, I could there was another everybody knows okay that I was thinking of that Don Henley covered that it was a you remember that song uh I mean that movie pump up the volume oh with Christian Slater Christian Slater yeah. there was a song oh there everybody knows and then Don Henley ended up doing it years later that that that's not the same one so number five for me so I guess everybody doesn't know I'm kidding no everybody doesn't know that song. <laughs> hey I kind of stumped y'all a little bit that's, that's finally yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So number five for me, and you talked about this before we went on on the air. Uh, it's probably their funnest song that they play in concert they've ever played. Uh, Goodbye, Earl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the video is has got so many stars like uh, Jane Krakowski, uh, Lauren Holly. Uh, it it, ha- it it did create some controversy de- dealing with domestic abuse, but you know you could don't try to turn it that way. Whereas it's, it's doing that. that oh, they did. They, they tried. Up, they they tried killing Earl because Earl beat his wife. I mean, uh, you know, Marianne and Wanda, best of friends, <laughs> and then uh, Wanda looked all around this town, and all she found was Earl. I mean that you you can pretty much see that whole thing, and not just just listen to the song without seeing the video. You pretty much can play that story in your head, and right? See it. uh, it's just a great story to, to tell, and it's so fun. I think one of the funniest parts to me on the video is when uh, when they're over top of, and you just see the camera looking up at them, and they're like putting them in the they're putting yeah. them in the uh, the bag or whatever it is, but. Uh, what's the the best part of the song is we need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but goodbye Earl. It's just a classic song, a, a really good country song. And uh, number five for me on. I was watching. Season. I was watching that video today, and that your part you're talking about where he looks up and sees them all. I mean, I don't think I would. I wouldn't mind looking up and seeing that myself. I mean, I would. <laughs> Yeah, I looked up and like that's not a bad picture right there. All, all what it was yeah. like, all five of them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not, the, it's not the situation you want to be in, though. It's the yeah. yeah to die. I mean, I, I'm a nice guy, so yeah, I want to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could I, say I, yeah. Warden had. They would be saying Warden had to die. Uh, 
but I, I remember that that part where like she's putting what's her name on the bus and then all that left was Earl. And it's like, man, why couldn't I live in that town when a chick like Jane was there and I could have, you know what I mean? It's like, man, I got the worst luck, man. And look, one of the things that, you know, we talked about, they tried to turn it against them, but the Dixie Chicks wanted people with the radio stations when they played that song to, to get it out there that, you know, women that are being abused have options. And they asked them to please air this number for domestic abuse after every time they play a song. A lot of radio stations did it. You know, some did, some wanted to turn it and would play it. But a lot of radio stations did air that number after every time they played the song. So, I mean, give them a break. I agree. I mean, these rap artists can sing about beating their girlfriends up and all this stuff and doing all this and shooting the, shooting the guns and all this stuff. And you're going to talk about that, talk about domestic abuse. Give me a break. I like it when Stevie gets on his pulpit. Right. That's right. I'm on my pulpit. What was that on? What, what is that on Family Guy? You know what grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears? Number four, Mallory. My number four? Yes. Um, this one, if I had to guess, is probably Diddy's uh, number one, and he will probably be shocked that it's not in my top three. But it's "There's Your Trouble." Um, that's definitely. I mean, it's just definitely one of my favorites. I, I don't know what to really say about it. It's just. It's funny. I mean, they got some humor in it, and you know, it talks about just dealing with like a guy that I don't know how to explain it. It's just to me, it's a really good song, and it's definitely one of my favorites. I don't know even how to explain it to be honest, but that yeah, it's There's, a good beat too. That's what I really like yeah. about it. There's your trouble. Uh, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about this later on. We'll explain it. And uh, uh, my beautiful bride is watching, and Mallory's mom's watching. She says, if I go, you're going down with me. And she's not talking about getting in trouble. She's talking about the Dixie Chicks song. So that's one of hers. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you for, for chiming in. That one and, wasn't – that was in my, that was in my uh, honorable mentions. What? There's your trouble, or we? Yes. Yeah. There's your trouble. Okay. There's your trouble because it's in your honorable mention. <laughs> What's your number four? Well, you just talked about it. Goodbye, Earl. Um, it's, it's a, fun, a fun song about getting justice, pretty much. Um, yes. like I said, Jane Krakowski is what I remember most from that video. And. I think we've said enough, but like I said, waking up and seeing that is like, oh, nice. But uh, what's his name was what's his name was pretty funny because it uh, who's the guy who was on uh, what's his name the guy that was Earl, Dennis Franz. Yeah, and it's like he's walking around like a zombie, like he's already dead and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the the dancing part I mean, of the yeah. end where they're all out there dancing, he's out there dancing in his zombie outfit. So and I want to ask a question: What yeah. is up with that yeah. bandana that uh, that uh, Natalie's wearing? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like that. she's wearing a giant bandana. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's, it does. That's I different. That. And it's like all the dancers are going, she might fall out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would worry about if it was me. Yeah. All right. So number four for me, 
And Warden, you had this earlier, and we talked about it a little bit. Uh, you were mine. Uh, that this was actually written by the uh, the sisters, and it was pretty much about their parents. I mean, their parents divorced. Um, and and they were talking. You know, listen, I mean, you hear you hear the uh, the lyrics at the end. I can give you two good reasons. Show you love's not blind. She's too. I couldn't give you. Didn't it say I couldn't give you two good reasons. I could. I can. I can. I can give you two good reasons. Oh, I always misunderstood. I I always misunderstood it that I couldn't give you two good reasons. Like they weren't good enough for you to stay. That's how I read it. No, it's, I see now. But. Uh, yeah, so they wrote that about. Don't be dismissing. Nah. nah, I mean that's how I read it, man. Come on, that's dude. That's how you read it. You didn't read the interpretation, lyrics. dude. I didn't read the lyrics, no. But that's that's how I <laughs> took it into my heart. I think it's kind of eerie at the end when the vi when she does a little outro with the violin. And yeah. Then, mm -hmm. But the video, like I said, is probably my favorite Dixie Chicks video. Uh, it just shows real life. You know, Natalie instead of going in the hotel walks around that town uh marty goes and and she's sitting in there with tv on and she actually they show her writing the lyrics to the song and then uh emily is like taking a bath so isn't it isn't it in black and white yeah it's in black okay. and white it's, it's pretty cool but yeah and i'm like i said sucker for a ballad and this one was so good i mean and this is real life right here dude i mean uh i i just it probably would it was higher at one time but i i changed it and uh it, it's like i said it's very about. this is what they said very autobiographical about the breakup of the girl's parents and this subsequent divorce in one interview would ask about it they said that their parents generally sweep it under the rug saying they know it's about them but we never talk about it they don't want to bring it up because they're still weird around each other my dad doesn't want to think it's about him, but it doesn't make him look very good. And my mom thinks she's moved on. So, yeah, I mean, you think about it. The dad, <laughs> yeah, if, if they're coming out saying this is about our divorce, the dad doesn't look good at all in this. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I think it, it adds a little bit of extra to it, knowing that it's it's true story, true life. But you were mine, number four. Here we go. Getting into top three, Mallory, number three. My, uh, my number three, like I said earlier, I changed it, you know, sin wagon, you know, I swapped it out, is landslide. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, landslide obviously comes from Fleetwood Mac, and I, I really think that's awesome that they covered a Fleetwood Mac song, because I, I sure do love me some Fleetwood Mac, too. But um, this is one of those songs that, you know, music is like therapy. And I, this is one of the songs that have gotten me through a lot of hard times in my life. And um, it's, you know, just the lyrics about it could be, it can mean like tons of different things, you know. And I, I loved it. And they're actually, Diddy and I watched it yesterday. It was the... Dixie Chicks and Stevie Nicks singing all together, like, and 
you know, the way that the Dixie chick saying it is different than how Stevie sang it. So they putting it together was really cool to me. Like I, I really enjoyed listening to that. It gave me the gave me chills the first time I ever watched it. But yeah, that's one of those songs that have really helped me through dark times and everything. And that's why it's definitely my number three. Yeah. Have you heard, uh, the, have you heard the Smashing Pumpkins version? I don't think I've heard that. They do a couple of it. Miss Thomas's Pumpkins, pretty good. Yeah. Dang, I, I, think the, I think the best part when me and Mallory were watching that video was when, when they hit that little pause and Stevie Nicks came on and sang, took my love and I took it down. That's yeah, my favorite they, part. They, they hit it and the harmonies just match right up. And I'm like, it, oh my gosh. It was yeah. awesome. This, that I like the song, but that video freaked me out, dude. That was... Yeah, that was a weird, yeah. that was a strange video. It was. Yeah, it You're was, right. I, it was a little weird. Before we move on to Warden's pick, I gotta throw a shout out right here to uh, one of our fellow Loudcasters watching all the way from Australia. It's Pinocchio. Pinocchio is with us tonight. So. Dun, 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 dun. I can't dun, do this. Song. We can't. We can't. We we're we're not. We don't have that in our budget to do your audio intro, Pinocchio, but. Uh, uh, we could give you a cool like NWO theme song somewhere down the line. We'll do that later on. But uh, so, Warden, number three for you. Um, they got Junior, but they ain't got Hank. Uh, long, long time, time gone. It's a Grammy they sound winner. Tired, but they don't sound haggard. Yeah, uh, they got what well, they got. They got money, but they ain't got cash. Don't have or, cash. Uh, Grammy winner. It's a good old fashioned country song. Um, it's a great song. I think it's about like kind of like what you mentioned before about the parents thing and being away from home. I kind of read this is kind of like going to Nashville to like be a star. It's just like you're right, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I love that part about the and you know, they got Junior, but they ain't got Hank. I, I just love that. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's, that is pretty cool lyrics. Yeah. That's a great All right. Song. Even though I grew up with Junior, I mean, I, I love Hank Williams Junior. Mm-hmm. Mallory, like, Mallory likes Hank Williams Junior. I like I Hank too. I like Hank Senior. I like them both, but I like. Yeah, I'm a Hank, I'm a Hank Junior guy though. That's yeah. I'm, I like him more than Senior, to be honest. Yeah. But you think about you think about Hank Senior, and you think about all the good stuff he did, and he only died at 29. 29. He died at 29. Or, he died at 27 was, or 29. I one of the 29. Two, but, I think. I, I think yeah. it was 29. Matter of fact, oh. I just saw something about that the other day, talking about uh, music artists that died way too young. I think it was twenty nine on him. Yeah, but he died of he died of heart like heart failure from drinking. Can you imagine drinking. that? How much do yeah. you have to drink at twenty nine? It's, it's kind of like Andy Gibb at what 30, 30 dying of it. Yeah. I mean, how much did Morrison, Jim Morrison at twenty seven? I mean, yeah. my God. I mean, you're. I mean, they say your heart only has so many beats. I guess. You know, when I drink a beer, it gets kind of riled up. Imagine the heavy stuff. Oof. All right, we got another watcher. Henry Ford is in here, not the car maker, <laughs> but he is. That was his nickname in school, car maker. But uh, <laughs> Shane, uh, that's all I got to say on that. Anyway, moving on. Number three for me. Uh, Mallory had it earlier in her list, and I told her I was going to talk about it a little bit more. I can love you better. I mean, yeah. I can love you better than that's that. That's not in my. This was not. That was not in my list. Was that was on his list? I was on war. I'm looking at yeah. the wrong list. I'm looking at. Okay, I got you. Anyway, wardens. It was on wardens. List. Gosh, I have to have another repeat from Ward. 
That's scary. Torpedo Girl that's would good, not make the a, list. That's a good song, brother. That's a good yeah, song. Um, Every once in a while, you get it right. It's it's pretty much saying the the she's saying assuring a man that she can love him better and make him forget his previous love. And uh, the chicks are shown performing the song while in the airport lobby. They are, like you said, uh, they're also shown on an airport baggage claim belt in a bakery and on a crowded side, sidewalk. But I Can Love You Better, we talked about a little bit earlier, but yeah, just uh, off that debut album, and really, I, don't, I think it was, that was the lead single. Uh, that was the first single off that album. So your first yeah, what take a, the chicks. What a way to kick off of the Natalie era, man. Yeah, and just like you said, Laura, this, this girl named Laura, and I can't remember her last name, was the, the uh, lead singer before. <laughs> Can you imagine what she said? They actually did a behind the music on Dixie Chicks years ago. That when, one up. When VH1, yeah, you can't find music. it. I tried to find me and Malik. Oh, not, wow. Can't find it anymore. But yeah, they talked to her. And uh, how they, bitter when, was she? She wasn't bitter. Oh. She, she was. Well, at least she wasn't there. But uh, she was like, you know, they came to me and told me they had to move on in a different direction. And hey, uh, didn't that happen? To Who's that girl that did that song with Bon Jovi? Who says you can't go home? Jennifer Nettle. Yeah, they used to be a three-piece, and then the girl that was there, and they 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 like the girl was in the band, and like they fired her, and I didn't think she sued them. She so. just disappeared, like yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, now I'm it's gonna, just Natalie's just her, right? <laughs> like, well, the other guy's gone. Done, the Sugar Land does stuff every once in a while, but Jennifer Nettle's pretty much on her own now. Uh Henry Ford said it sent a message to you. Jim Morrison did more than drink. He said, I did my senior paper on him. So oh, I know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you sing about crystal ships, I mean, yeah, you, you pretty much did the, the, everything available. Yeah, but, he did. But Hank, but, but Hank man, they did those uppers and stuff, man. That's that, that's some bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nobody called it out. I don't know what Henry's talking about there. But anyway, number two, Mallory. Um, My number two is Without You and it's on the Fly album. Um, really the main thing, I mean, the song itself is amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. It's amazing. But the main thing that really stuck out to me is the music video. And me and Diddy talked about this not too long ago. I know he said that the baby had something to do. There's a baby and a pregnant woman in the music video. And, uh, the story behind it, actually, they're, they, yeah, like I said, they show a pregnant lady and they show her stomach a lot. Um, Shortly after the music video was made, not put out, but made, the lady gave birth, and the baby only survived four days. Yeah. And the Dixie Chicks were devastated. Like, they were really upset about it, and they told the lady, they were like, you know, we'll make another video because it's a very, you know, um, sad topic, like, to bring up and everything to show all over again. And she said, no, like, I want y'all to keep that. Like, you know, it's it means a lot to me, and so at the end of the um, the music video, they dedicated it to the little boy, wow. and I think his name was, I think his name was Jackson or something like that. It was something like Jackson, that. Jackson, Jackson Miles Ezell. Yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, it's so it's. I mean, it's really sad and stuff, you know. But I don't know. Like, it, I'm I'm glad that the lady said to keep it because it, it was a great music video and a great song and. Isn't Natalie, it very nice naked, isn't Natalie naked in this one? I love more. 
Yeah, that's yeah. What I, that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, they show them all. Yeah, pretty much like that. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll talk about this a little bit later, uh, more. Without, I mean, I Mallory has pretty much said it all there, but I'll talk a little bit more about it later on. Uh, so number two, Warden. Without you. <laughs> my number two. This is one of my favorite breakup songs of all time. This, this, I mean, I, I can't, I, this and like, don't close your eyes by Keith Whitley or like, oh, if, gosh, I'm, yeah. if I want a good cry, drinking a bunch of beer. And there's a, there, there is a real cheesy Tim McGraw song that I don't know why, but when I'm going through a break, I, I'm, I know we're getting off the thing, but it's Senorita Margarita. I think it's off the Everywhere album. It's just yeah. talking about drinking yourself to forget. I mean, without you, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite. It's one of it, it's hits the heart and it's such emotion. It's just a beautiful song. It is. It's yeah. Great. And, and Henry is saying he loves Mallory's pick, but he is also quoting lyrics from an old old country song. You remember that song, uh, Nobody, Warden? Oh, Sylvia. Yeah, your nobody called today. She hung yeah. up when I asked her you know, name. She, she's Crystal Gale's sister. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Loretta Lynn too. Yeah, she was a like one-hit wonder, wasn't she? Like yeah, she wonder. was. That was pretty much it, right there. Yeah. I, that song was huge, though. I remember that in like the eighties. Yeah. So number two for me. There's your trouble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep seeing double with the wrong one. I mean, I love the video. I love the song. It's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun song. Uh, did who had it earlier on? What? I thought that would have been your number one. No, I didn't have it on mine. It was an honorable mention though. Number Mallory had it earlier on, but yeah, there's your trouble. I mean, seeing double. That, I mean, that was just. A great lyric to me. You keep seeing double with the wrong one. Um, it was their first number one single. It do so became the first chart topping song with Sony's newly resurrected Monument Records. The first one since February of '78 when the Larry Gatlin oh. <laughs> and the Gatlin Brothers band, and it was not all the gold in California, believe it or not. It or was. Houston, didn't that be that I just wish you were someone I love. And it comes up that they were awarded a Grammy for best country performance by a duo or group for that performance. And uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say? Great song. There's your trouble. Not my trouble because it's number two for me. <laughs> Mallory, surprised that's not number one, huh? I'm very, I'm that, yeah, that shocks me 100% because you always said that was like, Every time I've asked you, well, I'm also, I'm, a, I'm also a sucker for a ballad. I'll just say it that way. Your dad has this thing that like, you get older, you like one thing one week, the next week it totally changes. It could change in a heartbeat, for sure. Um, True. I bet you I know what yours is. Your number one is, though, but I'm not going to say it. I bet you I know, though, now that you said that. Oh, yeah. Okay, you I have a good guess. That. All right, so Mallory. Number now, one, here we go. The truth. Made your debut tonight. Now you're number one. My number one is Goodbye Earl. Okay. Um, so, so in all that, of this. I think the, yeah, I, I think the one thing that really um, 
helped me like pick that as my number one was the concert. I mean, it was the last song. Um, our first song was Sin Wagon. Our last song was wow. Goodbye Earl. And it was like a, they, they drew it out at the end because, you know, it was their last song and stuff. And um, <laughs> it was just everybody. I mean, everybody, because we had long seats. So everybody below us, above us, and the seats, I mean, they were going insane. Uh, it was just like something you could never imagine seeing. And, it's, you know, the story behind it, the story is funny. And I, I, I just love listening to that song. That's definitely one of my favorites. But, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a great song. It's so funny. Goodbye. But, yeah. Number one. All, all of our list. All of our list. Yep. So, how many do we have on that all of our list so far, Stevie? There's, there's right many of them. I mean, let's see. Hmm. I can tell you that I don't think my number one is going to be on either one. Oh, well, I know it's not either one. The Mallory. Sin Wagon. Sin Wagon was on our <laughs> list. Uh, no, it's not as many as I thought. Yeah. Sin Wagon so far is the only one. We had a lot of like twos, but not. Yeah, threes. a lot of twos, but no, the only one three. Yeah. And I don't think this is going to be on yours, Stevie. I don't think this is your number one. Okay. I, no, I don't. I mean, I could be totally wrong. But I uh, mentioned earlier how I kind of, when I saw like, uh, I can love you better. I like, okay, I like the two chicks on the side, you know. You know, <laughs> I didn't know their names. I'm still bad with names. So, I mean, I know Natalie's, you know. But I always had kind of a crush on them. This song made me have a crush on Natalie because I love her passion in this song and her voice and the up-tempo and a broken heart tune. Tonight, the heart breaks on me. Uh, I love it. It's heartache, it. Find somebody new. I mean, I love that. That's like, I used to, I, That's I, a great like, song. I used to have a big crush on Mariah Carey when she used to sing stuff like with just the, the I mean, it's just, I, I, I like that. And it's like, when I remember when I heard this song, it's like, man, Hey Natalie, how you doing? You know she, yeah. like, you know, and I just, I just love this song. This is this my all-time favorite uh, chick song. That's, hold on, can right. I say something right quick without you getting mad at me, Warden? Is that okay if I say something? Why did I say something wrong? I say yes. something wrong. What did I yeah. say? It's tonight the heartaches on me. I said that. Oh, I didn't even notice. You said heartbreak. I thought, yeah, I thought he said. No, that. I said the heartaches on me. I thought you said heartache. Yeah, I did. Honestly. You did say you said heartbreak. No, I said heartache tonight. The heart. Okay, okay. We go back, okay. We go back and watch. Okay, it. grammar, grammar, police. Grammar, okay. police. No, yeah. right no. title, police. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, dude, come on, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I just didn't want. I didn't to... say, I didn't say missile girl when I talked about torpedo girl. So Henry like, said you said heartbreak. <laughs> no, I'm the heartbreak. Kid, I didn't even so. notice you said you're that. You're not dumb, Michael. Tonight, the heartache's on me. That yeah. did not make my list. I told you it wouldn't. Didn't make either one of y'all's list, did it? No. no. Oh, my! It's definitely an honorable mention. I just love her voice and her just, her just like find somebody new. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So number Probably one, not as good me. as that, you know. Yeah, you you sounded just like her, but yeah, I, I, was, I was like, wow, is Natalie in here? <laughs> yeah, and my vocal and my vocals is heartbreaking. So yeah. <laughs> pretty much, maybe that's what you were thinking. Anyway. You know what I meant, Stevie. Heartache. I know. I know what you meant. 
Number one, you had to be that guy. This will be the second three-peat for us. Uh, Number one, like I said, sucker for a ballad without you. Uh, You know, great video, and Mallory told you the story behind that, and they actually put up there, after the video's over, they dedicated it to that to that baby, to uh, Jackson Miles Easel. Uh, but, and I think, you know, what they did, you know, offering like, I mean, cause making a video is not, is not a cheap thing. And they offered to go, you know, we will totally redo the video. And, but that lady was like, no, I want it to be there. I want it to be a reminder, you know, uh, you know, celebrate that short life he had. Right. Um, but, Probably the most powerful part of the song is the bridge when they said, somebody tell my head to try to tell my heart that I'm better off without you. But when Marty comes up there and you hear her hit that on her harmony, she always does the high. Uh, Emily does the low. But when Marty hits that high note when she's doing the harmony, oh, my gosh, I love that part. That's absolutely my favorite part of any Dixie Chick song out there. And I mean, with this, with this, (laughs) Henry Ford is not all there. He said, just realize y'all doing Dixie Chick songs, not Chick songs. He thought we were doing Come on, Mr. Henry. He was doing songs. He thought we were doing songs just about chicks. We were being really like (laughs) calling them chicks. Anyway, I think you've had a little bit too much Jim Morrison drink there, Henry. You may (laughs) lay off of it. But uh, anyway, yeah. The harmonies in the song are probably the best of any Dixie Chick song out there. Definitely. Uh, and it's simple. I mean, it's not it's not a lot of the the fiddle or, or the banjo or anything like that. It's some in there, but it's it's just a simple song. Just like the video. The video is pretty simple. Just yeah. them in their in their birthday suits <laughs> and uh, it gets an all white background. And no makeup. There's no. They're not wearing makeup. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but some of that that doesn't have that attitude factor that a lot of the Dixie Chick songs have in it either. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Where you know we're we're the chick, but this one is pretty much talking about lost love. I mean, I thought by now the time would take away these lonely tears. I hope you're doing fine all alone. But where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that isn't. Have you? I'm sure you, you felt that before, Warden. I have. I feel that every day of my life, man. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I, I was. That's why it's my number two. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song. I mean, one. I, I like I said, Mallory. That could have. I could have flip flopped number two and number one, but you know, I couldn't. I could not put without you number one. Right. I I get that. I get that. All right, and it's a lot better than the Motley Crue version. <laughs> Without you, oh, guess horrible. what? There was a, I heard Motley Crue commercial, not Motley Crue song on a, was it a dish detergent commercial? Calgon, <laughs> time for change. Yes, it was last night. It was the first time I heard. It. Now it's time for change. I was like, what? Who would have ever thought? That's not Doctor Feelgood, right? Yeah. When you listen to Doctor Feelgood, nineteen eighty nine or whenever it came out, did you ever think it would be in a, like a a, a dish detergent commercial. That's about the only song yeah. I, it, that I didn't really like. I didn't like that or Without You. I like them. Because they're not, they're not Motley songs. I mean, not, not that well, one. Well, they're ballads and, you know, back Very then, bad ballads. 
back then that was that was a requirement of any hair metal band in the, that released an album in the late 80s you had to have at least one ballad on that on that album what i never got about the without you video is how tommy lee's getting water or something he turns around there's a tiger i'm like what? <laughs> yeah I don't, that what, kinda, what is this about yeah. he just looks all scared it's like what <laughs> mike tyson was up there with his white tiger or something and they were sober in that area they were sober in that area yeah they were sober. totally sober totally sober they said but yeah where the tiger come from i don't know Yes, we did party a lot to that album, Henry. Doctor Feelgood was one of our uh, one of our party albums for sure. Is that one of the songs that y'all listened to at Beach Week? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Henry, yeah. I know about some of that stuff. More than words, more than words was a song we listened to at Beach Week. Extreme, extreme, extreme. Yes, yes, yeah. I wish was... some of my Beach Week would have been like y'all's. Y'all's were funny. Y'all, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> So, anyway, next week we start our venture into the 80s. Uh, me and Warden will be Mallory can come back if she wants to, but I think the 80s that 1980 was she might not be uh, familiar with it. And what we're going to do It'd be like the 50s, hey, for us. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, what we're going to do <laughs> from night we're going to start off with 1980 and go right through the whole decade. We're going to talk about, we're going to pick our top five favorite songs from 1980 and our top five favorite movies from 1980. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that went on in 1980, some of the stuff that was popular in 1980, you know, because I was, I was seven years old. So uh, Star Wars was big with me, I'm sure, back in 1980. Empire. A lot of that stuff. He got uh, me obsessed with Star Wars when I was little. And I, you know, when I was little in that first house that we had, um, I had like a all girly room. Everything in my room was very girly. Princess stuff. Yeah, everywhere. And then in the split middle of my room, it was a Star Wars poster. (laughs) But she wanted it there. She wanted it there. I had that Star Wars bedspread from like the first movie. God, I wish I still had that. Oh yeah, probably retired right now. I, will, I we still we still have some of Star Wars action figures. And you remember the big Darth Vader head that held your action figures? We have that. Yeah, the case. Yeah, the case. We still have that. So yeah, that and it was like one. It was like that and a three PO. But I remember, yeah. I remember going and getting those back then. I mean, they weren't cheap. They were like four bucks back in the seventies. That's a lot. Oh of money yeah, back that's in a lot 70s. of money. We I usually got them. I usually got a lot for Christmas, and you know I got. I would get something like some of my birthdays. I would get, uh, I would get like a one, one year I got the X wing for my birthday. So that was pretty cool. And I, I wish I took care of them instead of throwing them all over the yard. Like, here we go. <laughs> I remember, uh, I remember when star Wars came out, I mean, there was nothing like it. I mean, it, I mean, not to be alive, Mallory, it's probably can't understand because you got so much good stuff now. But that was a game changer. I mean, that I mean you had Star Trek, but that was kind of cheesy. Star Trek was just not it, it, it couldn't match Star Wars. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, definitely well, I agree. Sure. But I mean, Star Wars, I mean, God, you would tell your I saw it five times. Well, I saw it ten times. I mean, and then and then we go get the you had the VHS. I mean, that's all like I'd come up, I I'd come up and visit my mom. I that's all I'd watch is Star Wars. <laughs> you know, it's like I mean, it's 
I still love it to this day. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm a Star Wars geek. I like anything Star Wars. Yeah, me too. Which is, they got that new one, that new series. Yeah, I've got to check it out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rogue One was a great, was was a great movie. Rogue One. Yeah, or the ending was pretty powerful because me and Mallory and my brother went to see it. And actually, it was, what was it, her mom or her that we found out died? That while we were when we were on the way to the movie, was it Carrie, it was Fisher's Carrie Fisher? Mom? Was Carrie Fisher? No, it was Carrie Fisher. But yeah, her mom died like two days later. Yeah, yeah it was her mom. Yeah. It was her mom. We found out on the but way. After I after I saw it, Carrie Fisher died that same day. So I yeah. guess I saw it a couple she days had later. just died when we saw it. Mallory was like when they at the end when they did that uh that shot of her at the end. It was like oh my how, god, how freaky was I that? The, how freaky was that with her and uh the Peter Cushing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, CGI. I mean, you talk about AI taking jobs. I mean, they're going to be able to bring back Humphrey Bogart or, you know, Clark Gable, yeah. you know, and just Marilyn Monroe, you know, do CGI. It's, it's crazy how technology well, they, You know, Peter Cushing's estate had a, a lot to say about that, too. They gave it permission, though. Yeah. yeah. But that was, I mean, that, that they, started that, a big, that sort of big, like, debate on, on, how you would do that, how, what the rate of pay would be for somebody to do that for somebody. Yeah. It's a good, it's a, it's a big, like open a big can of worms. Well, it's like everything else. Like, I mean, our country just doesn't, I mean, like, especially with technology, we're just so far behind technology. I mean, it's like the hackers are like ahead of us, which is pretty scary. And they don't pat, they don't have a lot of the laws are like pre-internet. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. Look, Henry, Henry has taught you, you mentioned beach week and Henry, I didn't tell you this story about Henry and he's, he's put it up here. You did tell Mallory about me hitching a ride on the trash truck. Oh my God. So Henry went to another uh, cottage and, and stayed there most of the night. So early that morning when he was getting, he was going to have to walk back instead of walking back. He hits the ride on the trash truck that was riding around. <laughs> rode on the trash truck till he got back to, to our place. So, yeah. That is funny. Henry was something else. Car maker, I miss you, bud. But anyway, so next week we'll be doing the 80s. And uh, we've got actually got a, if you're a fan of the 80s, we've got a really big interview coming up. Probably one of the biggest, a big, a big star. From a lot of the 80s movies, he starred in a lot of movies like uh, Adventures of Babysitting, uh, Toy Soldiers, uh, Book of Love was another one. And a lot of people don't know about Book of Love, but what was the other one he was in? Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. The Dishes Are Done, dude. I'm talking about Keith Coogan. And he has been on so many different shows. I mean, he was on Mork and Mindy as a kid. He was on... The Little House of the Prairie, The Waltons, The Love Boat, Fantasy Island. Oh, wow. Laverne and Shirley, Knight Rider, Silver Spoons, Chips. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been. And there was there, there was one movie he was in that a lot of people don't talk about. But it was so good. And I could go back and watch it. Uh, what's the guy's name that played on Two and a Half Men with, with Charlie Sheen? Oh, uh the Dickie, the guy that was in uh, John, um, John Cryer, John Cryer, yeah. yeah, yeah, he did a movie called Hiding Out, where he was like a, I don't know if he's on Wall Street or something like that, but he he found out some things about 
bad things about the, the people he was working for, and they were he, they knew they were looking for him, and he had to, he had to pose as a high school student, change all his hair and all this stuff, pose as a high school student at his cousin's high school for a while. If you haven't watched it, give it a give it a watch. It's really good. But uh, Keith Coogan played his cousin that he he, he came to stay with in that movie. He's been a lot of great 80s. Movies. Oh, yes. I, I'm really I was really excited when he agreed to do it. We've been talking back and forth for a while uh, about doing it. And uh, he actually today we got a date from him and he was he sounds like he's really excited to do it, too. So. Wow. The, the love boat, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, would, I mean, if I was that age, I love when you made the love boat. Yeah, <laughs> man, I would I would have loved to have met Julie. The cruise her name, Lauren toes or something yeah, like that. It's the one thing. that held out for more money. Like, okay, you're fired. You're fired. Just, we'll get a new they one. That's a fair faucet. They didn't like, Oh, well, didn't work for her. So I'm looking at, uh, okay. Pittsburgh's playing right now. They're down 16 to 14 right now to the Browns, but, uh, the Browns will blow it like they did last week. I don't know. Pittsburgh's offense is pretty anemic right now. They are, I, they have scored more than I thought they would. It's only in the third quarter, so 14 points that quick. Dude, I'm picking it right now. Bills are going to win it all. They're, that team. Well, we'll see. Let's say flame out the end, but man. Yeah, that's always a, always a possibility. But anyway, Mallory, just want to tell you thank you for joining us tonight. Yes, you, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for inviting I have, me. I have really, really enjoyed. And I told you, I've been telling Mallory for a while she needed to come on. And she needs to start – she could start her own podcast and uh, I think she would do a good job with it. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to make sure we tag the chicks in this. And hopefully if the chicks are, or will watch and uh, they'll uh, maybe we can set up something with them later on down the road <laughs> interview. That would be oh, pretty yeah. awesome there to, to have those three ladies up there. But uh, yeah, I wanted to really do this with Mallory because Mallory is such a big fan and, uh, you know, well, I think it sounds like all three of us are. So yeah, I mean, I mean her, yeah. But yeah, yeah, but Mallory's really got into them over the last. I, I I forgot how much I liked them. Honestly, I haven't listened to them in a long time. And and I mean, see, that's you, a good thing. You get older, you get older. You just there's so much out there. It's like, oh yeah, they're great. That's, that's the, the same the same thing with Tesla. That's how Tesla yeah. was. Like God, I forgot how great they were. That's I will say something. Um, yeah. with Natalie, her I've told Diddy her guitar she has a guitar that i absolutely fell in love with this is just a six string um acoustic guitar it's like a it's a dark looking guitar and like a dark brown and it's got like colors like different colors on the side of it oh my gosh uh -oh. she has really good taste in how she want what you lost warden what happened? oh i don't know yeah warden warden went a while but yeah I remember you talking about the guitar several times. Here he goes. Yeah. What? Uh, there we go. I dropped off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good. No crap. I mean, I was sitting there like, what the heck? But yeah, like I was, like I was saying, like she has three guitars that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It's the acoustic one. She's got two electric ones. Um, one of them is all silver. It's like chrome, and then it's got on the um whatever it's called on where the bottom of the strings is this pink it's all pink right. down there that yeah. one's cool but then her other 
um, electric guitarist, all white. That one's beautiful. I, I just, she has a great taste in like her style of how she wants her instruments made and everything. I love that. I absolutely love that. If I could be, if I could meet any country artist, I think it would be her. And I told Diddy that um, if I ever met her, that you know, I'm 18 now. I'm at age and stuff. I can get a tattoo. And I told her, I told Diddy, if I ever met her, I would get her to draw like what uh, tattoo I should get, and I would go get it instantly. Oh, so cool. you hear that, Natalie? Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if she sees it, she wants to send me something. That's great too. I mean, I would not mind. I'll go get it this weekend. I mean, <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, that's. I just love Natalie. Natalie's so cool, and she's that's funny. And her son Slade, he's in the band too, and he's awesome. I really enjoyed listening to him. So is his dad the one she wrote Gaslighter about? Yep. Yep. Awkward. Awkward. Hey, how's your mom doing? Don't ask. What's What's the name <laughs> of the song about the boat, Mallory, on Gaslighter? Tights on my boat. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. Yeah. That'll tell you the whole story about yeah. what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, you listen to that. Make sure you listen to that one, Ward. That'll tell you the story. Tights about on the happened. boat. Tights, Tights on, my, on boat. my boat. It's on the Gaslighter album. It's yeah. it's funny. It is funny. But yeah, you make sure you listen to that one. But she's uh, like she's like the like Taylor Swift. Don't ever go out with her because she'll write a song about you. Oh my if god! If I won't be good, if you go out with her, you better treat her right because you could get a song right about you. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Where they can find us on online. Well, you can find us on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're up there. You get to see these ugly mugs. And and then although this week we'll probably pick up a few viewers with Mallory up here. But uh and then you can find us on any of your uh podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Pandora. We get a lot of I was looking at the breakdown, we get a lot of listeners on Pandora. So if you're listening on Pandora, thank you. Uh, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to it at. That helps a lot. That gets us out there to uh, – gets us up the ladder, I guess, what you what what they say. More views. Uh, people – if people are looking up a certain subject, that will move us up that list where we're higher up there and they're more apt to click on that one. Let me see what these two fools are talking about. But then also you can find us on our Facebook groups. Uh, that 80s page – which is doing really well, Warden. Give all the credit to you on that one, buddy. Oh yeah, I, I'm just a I'm miracle worker. Yeah, I'm it's just so good. Yeah, I mean you've got a lot. We've got a lot of. He's got a lot of followers on there, and then that all things rock, hard rock, and metal. That's another one, Warden. And then you can find us at On the Fly. That's that's another one. Yeah, or you can find us on Twitter, On the Fly, or you can just DM me or Warden on Instagram. Facebook. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. We're on there too. So check us out, and uh, or if you sure. have any, you have any show suggestions. I mean, we're always open to stuff. Yeah, we're so. open for suggestions. So get it out there. Send us an email, uh, the file score entertainment at gmail.com and check us out there. But anyway, any last words, Ward? Thank you, Mallory. It was nice getting to know you more. Um, you got good taste Thank in you. music with the chicks. Oh yeah. Um, Thank you. Y'all do too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I was just happy. I'm always happy when my number one's different than everybody else's. It, that's like <laughs> he yeah, tries different. To do yeah. that. He tries. No, I just love that song. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't try this week, though. Not on that. That's just been my favorite song since I heard it. It's just next up Journey. Song. Next up Journey Top Ten. I can probably give you two. <laughs> no, we. I think we've already done that on, on a, a earlier show before Warden came along. Damn. I know. I hate it for I you. I do want to do. I would like to do an Aerosmith one, but I know you've done that already. That's one of my favorite bands. Well, we can do it again. We can do the Aerosmith again to get your point of view on it. Like I said, it could change month by month, week by week. Uh, on some of this stuff, but next week, get ready, guys. 1980 will be on board. So, dun, 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 like the MTV. Dun, dun. I hope we don't get yeah. sued for that. Yeah. Henry Ford says, "Glad to see Mallory on show. It brings some class to the show." <laughs> you Thank you me. have never spoke words more true than what you just said, Henry. If <laughs> she brought some class to the show. Thank you again, Mallory Warden. See you next week, guys. Right. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week on the fly. See ya.